You're listening to the System Save Me podcast, episode number 202. Today, we're going to be talking about how to get started with Facebook ads, even if you've never run one in your life. So stay tuned. Hey, I'm Jordan, and my business love language is efficiency, because who doesn't want to sip pina coladas on the beach while your business runs on autopilot? We're here to help overworked one-woman shows become streamlined solopreneurs. And now with over 150,000 downloads, this is the System Save Me podcast. Hey, y'all. I'm super stoked because I feel like this person is like kind of one of those people who's the best kept secret. And so I'm like, I will share the secret because we actually go way, way back years and years for like a blip. And then a couple years later, we got reintroduced and he has absolutely been the person who has helped me understand and become super, super savvy with Facebook ads. Something that to be quite honest, I was like, thought was the arch nemesis of all business. Like I just wanted to run my business without them. And, you know, you can do that, but there's a lot of power and magic in them. And I feel like Tony is somebody who helps simplify, like, again, one of the most complicated, I feel like complicated and most misunderstood topics in online marketing and online business. So I'm so excited to bring him on the podcast today. So Tony, how are you doing? Jordan, I'm good. What an intro. I'm blushing. I wish we weren't on Zoom right now. I I wish I could hide my face. That was so kind. Thank you. (laughs) I mean, you're one of the sharpest guys on the interwebs. And I find that, you know, there's people who are such great executors and just really, really sharp. And you're one of those people at Facebook ads. I feel like there's a lot of faces that are out there and, you know, I'm sure they're doing well, et cetera. And I find that if I'm going to learn Facebook ads from anybody, it's going to be you. So I'm super excited. But anyway, before I just like keep going on about your intro, tell me a little or tell my listeners really a little bit about you and your business. Yeah. So the business's name is Intentional Spark. We're a digital marketing agency. We specialize in Facebook and Instagram ads, but we work on all platforms. We usually just attract people that are interested in Facebook and Instagram. And then once we're working with them, work on any platform they want. Started the business with my wife, Meg. She runs the operations. We're a full-time team of three with eight kind of part-time employees, contractors that support the different clients. You know, we're always looking to hire. So if anybody's out there looking to run ads, we're always open to chat. We work with a lot of different types of businesses and a lot of different industries. I would say we work with a lot of digital content creators. So memberships, online courses, you know, webinars, downloads, things like that. We also work with software companies, some e-com as well. So, you know, a lot of coaches we've worked with. So it kind of runs the gamut, but definitely online digital content creators is a big focus of ours. Yeah, totally. How long have you been in business? The business itself, I think, is at five years. I've been running ads for six and a half. Kind of fell into it backwards trying to, I tried to teach myself ads running promoting an old product I tried to launch and found out that no one wanted the product. They just wanted my help with ads. So I pivoted. Right. Yeah. Just go with what the people want. Awesome. And so talk to us about what your clients' businesses look like before they really start implementing ads and the way that you do ads maybe, because maybe they do have ads experience or agency experience where they've hired other people potentially. Um, But where does their business tend to be at and why do they feel like ads can fill the gap or can help them get to their goals? 
Yeah, I think there's probably two different segments. So we have like our client management side, and then we have a group program that works with smaller spends and and you know that program. Yeah. But that program is designed to help business owners who are running their own ads, maybe spending $500 a month, $700 a month. So those are two very different audiences. I would say for the actual client management side of our business, those clients, typically they're already running ads and seeing success and either they just, you know, unhappy for a myriad of reasons with their current agency or person that is running their ads, or they've been running ads themselves and just want to hand it off because it's a lot of work and they're doing a lot of other things, or they feel like they've gotten good results, but they're not giving it the time and attention needed to really like blow it out. And those are typically our best clients, clients that already have ads working and just kind of want someone to shepherd it and grow it from there. Cause then we already know a baseline, right? Within that, there are sometimes clients that'll come to us that are pretty large, but haven't run a ton of ads, but they already have a lot of organic funnels working. You know, they have a lot of people already buying their things. Those also work well. If they already know their numbers and they're like 10% of people that opt in, buy, here's what my numbers are. That's a pretty straightforward process too. So they're really looking just to scale and find more channels to grow their business. On the smaller business side, a lot of times it's the chicken and egg. Like they don't have an audience, so they need an audience you know? And so, but then they need to spend money to build that audience, but they haven't tested it to sales. So it's like, you know, you can run in circles, but ads are always kind of out there as like the shiny object where it's like, Oh, I, for, I could get really cheap leads and grow my list and test it out that way. And so a lot of those people are really looking just to find an audience. And so two very different segments with different goals, but ads can work for both. Yeah, no, totally. And so we're going to really focus on the latter one, people who may need to find an audience, you know, build their current audience that may be smaller, have smaller ads budgets, kind of want to test the waters and, and whatnot. And so go ahead and walk us through some of the strategies, tips centered around kind of the lower budget, small business type ads. Yeah. And we were talking before, we're going to make this as tactical as we can. So this will be like, maybe we'll give homework at the end too. People can just go do this. <laughs> maybe just maybe pop quiz. Yeah. So with Facebook ads, there's a lot of different things you can do and it can be overwhelming really fast. What I'm a huge fan of is when you're starting out to run tripwire ads. And if people aren't familiar, a tripwire is some kind of free offer where the thank you page is then a low priced or you know, medium priced sales offer right away. Typically you add in some kind of urgency, you know, bonus discount, whatever. The reason I like that is I see a lot of people wanting to grow their list. And so they'll try and run Facebook ads to get leads and they grow their list and that's great, but they have no idea if those people will buy from them or if they even want to ever like their products. Sometimes people get really excited by leads and cheap leads and they don't think through that what they're offering doesn't even makes sense for the audience they eventually want to be getting. Yeah. And like I've run into that trap too. I can run pretty cheap leads attracting people interested in Facebook ads, but those people are not ready for full client management services. So it's like really nice to get like a $2 lead, but then they're asking me, what is a Facebook ad? And I need people being like, how do I spend a lot of money on Facebook ads? So it's an easy trap to fall into. But when you have the tripwire set up, you get a lead and then you can see how many people are actually buying what you're offering you know, in the best case scenario, you break even or even make profit right away. So then Facebook's, pay, you know, paying you to get leads for free. But worst case, you're getting some data early on to figure out what audiences are actually going to buy from you and you're building your email list. So I always like people to start there because it's usually one of the lower spend things you can do to grow your list and maybe make some money back from it. 
Yeah. And so with the, the trip wire and obviously having some sort of like freebie beforehand or something like that, when it comes to creating kind of those two assets, how, what are some combinations that you've seen work really well for people as far as like the type of freebie and then how it's connected to that trip wire? Yeah, there's a bunch of different ways to do this. I would say for people in your audience that already have some kind of low priced offer and low price could be, I don't know, $9 and $99 really. And then you can always discount it down. Like 99 could become 47 for 24 hours or something. But oftentimes what you can do is if you have an offer like that, you can take a piece of it out and make that the freebie. Because the goal is you either want your freebie to be to immediately lead into the sales offer. So it's a no brainer. Like people are like, oh, I got this. Now I definitely need this next step. Or it's maybe just more of the same, you know? So your freebie is like one template and the sales offer is 30 templates. And it's just like a total no brainer. So those are two kind of classic ways to do it. There's a lot of variations, but that's the easiest. If you already have something, just try and you know, take it apart and spin it into each other. Yeah, no, totally agree. And yeah, that's only worked with me and helped me for about, I don't even know, like four or five months of building. It definitely, yeah, I was at about like between 700 and a thousand new leads a month um, with a small budget. And that was for the majority, if not all of it was being paid for and I was making profit. So this is definitely something that like I a hundred percent agree on and have experience. And so, you know, I think, it is smart to take an offer that you already created, pull something out. But I also do like, and I think, I don't remember who it was. Maybe it was, um, I don't remember who it was, but somebody did do like a template and then they got whatever, 30 more templates for X amount of dollars. I think that's super smart. Yeah, I think it was on a podcast or something or a Facebook live you did of some like a teacher or something, I think. Oh yeah. A client of ours, she has a thing for parents that basically, this might be what we're talking about. She her tripwire, she's not running this anymore. She paused it for a while because she has a bunch of other ones, but this one worked really well for a long time. It was giving parents like a once a week little mini course to teach their kids. Yep. And just to kind of give them something to do and education. And the first, you know, the free offer was one class, but then it really was the, was class one of six. And then the tripwire offer was the other five to make it a six complete lessons for like $7. So like if you were interested in this, it was a no brainer. It got you six hours of teaching for your kids that you wanted. That works really well. So that's like a really good, if you can think of something like that, where it's like one part works, but then get the other five for not a lot. That's a really nice model. Yeah. And I think it's super smart because naturally people like to complete things, AKA systems people who I am and who a lot of my listeners are. It's like, we're going to complete it. So I'm going to buy anything that says you have the first part of two through six, like I'm automatically just going to buy two through six because I can't sit here and sleep at night if I have missing pieces. <laughs> <laughs> totally. And the other part that works great with tripwires is just getting someone to buy from you right away. Not only does it give you data early on about like what audiences, not only getting cheap leads, but maybe the best cost per sale, but those people that buy from you will be much more likely to buy everything else from you. And that's a mix of like psychology, confirmation bias. Like once someone buys something from you, they just internally are like, this is good. But then they also, if you are generating good content and value to them, they use what they bought, love it, and then really trust you later for your next offer. So it's a great way to kind of, you know, make some money now, make some money back, learn, but also set yourself up for your future promotions. Yep, exactly. All right. What is the next strategy that you would suggest people do? So I would say this is next one is one I hear a lot of people talking about the, what did you call it? The SLO? 
Yeah. Self-liquidating offer. <laughs> yeah. Self-liquidating offer, tiny offer. I usually just call them like tiny, like direct sales offers. Everyone has a name for it. These are pretty straightforward. And what the name suggests, it's a, you're going right to cold audiences and you're selling something at a lower price, you know, lower, it could be seven to like $49. I mean, it's whatever you want. Um, but in that lower range, and then typically what you do is you have upsells behind that. So just like where a tripwire is a sales page after someone opts in for free, the upsells are sales offers after someone buys something. So like a common thing to do would be, you know, a $29 direct sales offer. And then if they buy, you offer something maybe for like 79 or 99 or something else. And then the goal there is you'll get fewer people in because it costs more. It's they have to buy, but you might break even right away. And maybe you make a profit then on the upsells. It can work really well. And then you build a list of people that have bought from you. So then when you do your other promotions, it works really well. I only caution people not to start there because there's a lot of moving parts. They have to come up with a product and the upsells that all work. And then you run ads and you might not get a lot of sales right away. And you don't really know, is the offer wrong? Is the audience wrong? So usually it's at a lower budget, easier to start off with a tripwire. But if you see your tripwire working, even getting 50% of your money back, it might be worth testing it you know, as a direct sales offer or a tiny offer. Have you been dying to create a VIP day or virtual intensive offering, but are stuck in overthinking everything? You love what you do and how you support your clients, but lately it's become, well, too much. You may even be hitting your monthly revenue goals, but you're left completely exhausted. Yeah, been there, bought the t-shirt and the mug. Good news, I've built my virtual VIP day bootcamp that walks you through the nine steps to create and selling a one-day virtual intensive. Grab the podcast-only pricing of $37 for this two-hour training plus tons of bonuses to build and sell your own one-day virtual intensive. Since 2016, I've completely replaced monthly retainers with one-day virtual intensives and VIP weekends. So join me and stop dealing with the late night slack pings, lacking control over your own calendar, chasing invoices, explaining scope creep again, you kept my drift. Head on over to systemsamey.com slash pod bootcamp. That's P-O-D-B-O-O-T-C-A-M-P and grab the goods. All right, back to the episode. Why do you think it works so well? Because... You hear like cold audiences, like just in general marketing conversations, like cold audiences won't buy anything, like warm people up to, you know, help them to buy. Why do you think the direct sales offers working to cold audiences right now? Is it kind of, I guess, economic climate we're in? Is it like, what's the magic sauce? Why is this working? I think they've always worked. It's just a little harder to start from scratch. Like that's why, you know, for like someone who's already making money and has funnels, it might make sense to start testing that. But until you know, these audiences opt in and buy a tripwire, it gets a little harder. Right now it's working well because ad costs in general are down. So it's just a little cheaper. But also there's like a lot of people are home. Some people are still working in certain industries, right? It's very industry specific right now. And they're looking for resources. But I think more than anything about timing, the biggest reason these work is about how you structure it. You really want these to be no brainers. So they don't need to know you. They don't need to really understand anything complicated. It's just like, oh, like the template example, right? Right. 
if I'm an accountant and I'm giving you like all these projection templates, you don't have to do another projection template in your life. You can just plug stuff in. I don't have to trust you at all. I'm just like, awesome. That's a huge pain in my life. Right. So, and that's where it takes a little bit of work is figuring out like, what is the thing that anybody would just buy because they just have that specific problem where I see people kind of get into trouble is they try and sell something where they have to educate people in the sales process. You know, maybe it's like about your philosophy and it about business or something. So it usually works best to give them something very tactical and they can use immediately and it just saves them pain. And then once they buy, you can start educating them about how you work and what you believe in and, you know, your philosophy that they might want, want to buy from you eventually. Gotcha. Yeah, no, that totally, that makes sense. And that is what's interesting. We were joking before we turn on the recording that the ads without my face on them do better than the ones with my face on it. And it hurts, doesn't it? I know. You got to get a bit of an ego check every once in a while. You're like, oh, okay, that's fine. It's totally cool. Like, I'm just going to brush it off. <laughs> you have to, you got to think though, right? Like they're cold audiences. So like you're just a stock photo to them. Like they don't know you from a stock photo. Totally. I would click on that ad, Jordan, immediately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Well, is there another strategy? Um, I know we spoke about video views and a bunch of people are going live now and how they can really leverage that into their ads. There's so many strategies and I would imagine anybody listening to this who doesn't know Facebook ads really well might already be like spinning a little bit. But I think as long as we can inspire you to be like, that might work for my business. I think we're going to do okay here. Yep. One strategy I really like a lot, it doesn't really cost any ad spend, but if you're running a lead, you know, generating leads, maybe with a tripwire offer or you're just getting leads in, you can start, you know, definitely be emailing those people to nurture them, but you could go live once or twice a month, depending on how many people are coming in and just promote it to your list. Don't, you don't even have to, you know, run ads to it. You know, say you're spending $700 and you're getting $2 leads, that's 350 new people a month to your list. Once a month, you could promote a Facebook Live, either a general Q&A or something specific, like a little mini training on Facebook Live. Mm -hmm. And when you go live, you know, they get the link to go visit, they show up. You could sell on that Facebook Live, you can give them content. It's another way to kind of get these brand new people to engage with you. And that's a big missing piece, I think, for a lot of people when they start running ads is once people join, they then seem to forget about these new people. And that's where your list kind of falls apart. You know, if you haven't emailed them or given them free content or engaging content, they're not going to then buy whenever you want to promote your other offer later. So an easy thing to do is just kind of a recurring Facebook live training that can work really well. Yeah. And one to two times a month is like super doable. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be a lot of pressure. Like what we tell clients to do sometimes is like, you probably get a lot of questions coming in from your audience, right? Just grab two questions and answer them on the Facebook live and then take any other questions in the comments. That only has to be 10 minutes long. It doesn't have to be crazy, um, but it can add a lot of value. And then one thing you can do after the Facebook live is done, you could then run that as an ad. So you could promote that out to everybody, you know, who follows you on Facebook, who's on your email list. You could retarget everybody who's on your email list, who's visited your site and just get that Facebook live out in front of them. So they remember you and see you adding value. Yeah. Totally. Cause I think whatever part of the battle is just staying top of mind with people. And so, you know, if you're just creating new stuff, but then never putting it in front of anybody or never remembering to like go back to your email list or go back to your Instagram followers or whatever the case may be to go and watch it, then what's the point of adding that value piece in there? Um, really have to use it and leverage it because 
yeah, it's about how many times are they going to see my face this month or hear my voice in the podcast or read my emails. Like that stuff is important. And so if you're like, oh, you know, I did this one live and nobody saw it. Yeah. (laughs) Great. And how can you leverage that more? How can you get more eyeballs to that instead of just kind of doing the whole waiting game and thinking that once somebody sees you the first time, that's the, that's when they're going to buy. Yeah. We talked about cold audiences with self-liquidating offers and like there is a point to warming up your audience is because they're going to be more likely to buy. So the more times they see you, the more times they get value from you again, the more likely they're going to buy. That's actually a great point. I haven't thought about that in a while, but that is something I really believe is I think, especially for, you know, small business owners, maybe working for yourself, maybe you have a small team, as an entrepreneur and a creator, like your instinct is to create more. So you see it both with like products, like I'll see people have a pretty successful launch and then they just decide to make a new product. And they're like, everyone who knows me or who could see this has seen it. They won't want to buy again. And it's like, there's 220 million people on Facebook in the U S you could probably find some more people. So like double down, triple down on anything that works. And the same thing with any content you create, like, I think it's better to make one video that does well and then do everything you can to promote it, right? Put it on all the channels, yeah. promote it with some ad spend, promote it to your list, share it with friends, then to make like 20 videos and just not do anything with them, which for some reason for me, it's harder to make all that content. So it makes more sense to like push it out and let everyone see it. But a lot of people, I think it's easier just to keep making content. And I think that leads then to some burnout and you don't get feedback. If you can get that one video out to a bunch of people, you'll get comments, you'll see questions. It'll help you kind of figure out what to do next too. Yeah, that's so true. I definitely am not somebody who likes to create. And then I look back and like, that's literally what I've been doing for the past four years. So I'm like, how did that happen? So I'm trying to be a lot. You have a lot of products, right? I remember we looked, you had like a bunch of products, which is awesome because now you can kind of put them like stack them together and do some different things, but it's a lot. Yeah. Right. And play around for sure. So that's definitely a blessing. But now I am trying to be a lot more strategic. Okay. Let me do a few really good videos and then just like, you know, really hone in and spread those around. I'm doing stuff every, every week, every month, stuff like that. So I love all that. So also talk to us about any tools. It could be like Google Chrome plugins. It could be I don't know, headline analyzers, like what are some tools that people could start to use to start to create um, really good ads? Mm, Yeah, we don't do much with like tools for ads besides, you know, I think images, Canva is super easy for people. Like we have graphic designers, but even now and then we'll just tell them to go use a Canva template because it's like so easy. But a lot of times that's Photoshop. But yeah, if you're doing it yourself, Canva has a ton of templates and images already in there. You can buy commercially licensed images for like a dollar if you have like a premium picture. So definitely Canva for making your own ad content. You know, for headlines or copy, I usually just, you know, write your own. If you already have a landing page, have it mirror your landing page and then test. Usually start with a question for ad copy. It always works well just to get people just, you know, something that's yes or no. So if they say no, they don't click and they move on and it helps Facebook figure out who's in your audience. And then other than that, I would say the one thing I always tell people to do is create video ads, like story ads for Instagram stories. Just use the Instagram app itself. Record a, because that'll cut you off after 15 seconds. And then you can add, you know, the GIFs and native text in Insta stories. And then you just download it instead of posting it. Yeah. So those are really the core tools I would say for ad management. I mean, you know, with the basics like Google Drive and Asana and stuff like that. But for actual ad creation, we don't do much else. 
Yeah. Oh, totally. I was creating some ad stuff in Instagram stories and accidentally posted one and I was like, oh gosh. So then I had to wait to upload it and then I had to delete it immediately. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, this is just going to get weird for people. So I guess it wouldn't have been that weird. But even still, I use, yeah, basically all those same tools in, in creating my ads. And yeah, I've learned that the questions, the yes or no questions at the beginning have worked really well for me as well in ad copy. So Cool. We also have some sort of freebie for our audience. And so if you want to go and check that out, you absolutely can uh, click the link in the show notes. But Tony, do you want to share what that link is for our audience? Yeah, it's uh, intentionalspark.com forward slash SSM. And what it is, it's a video bundle. There's three videos walking you through how to create custom reporting in Facebook, read your metrics and launch an ad campaign from scratch. So uh, it's kind of the three videos most people need to see when they get started. So we kind of put those together as a free opt-in. Yeah, awesome. And I think the custom reporting and like creating your own dashboard was like, Honestly, I mean, yeah, there was a lot of other good things that Tony taught me and like that alone helped me alleviate like, I don't even know, so much anxiety because if you can't read what the ads are telling you, then of course you're going to freak out and not know how your money's being spent. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things to show people is that you can actually customize in the ads manager, the columns that show up and you can move them around. Because the first problem people always have with metrics is there's so many that they don't know what's important. And a lot of them I never care about or look at really. And then you can also bring up metrics that aren't even there, but that Facebook is looking at. And so like my favorite thing to do is if you had a tripwire, any kind of funnel, you can make, you can track each page as a conversion and actually show like a hundred people hit the landing page, 50 opt-in, 25 went to checkout, 10 bought. And so you can kind of get a sense of where the problem in your funnel is or certain audiences are having problems. Totally. That's always like a big leap for people. I think when they're managing their ads is realizing they can hide all the weird data that Facebook gives you. That doesn't matter. Yeah, no, totally. And I think when you think about like having to go and click through and look at all the different page views and then like calculating how it's where it's like, just put it in Facebook and then read the Facebook dashboard. And of course, like double check, right? Sometimes there's glitches, but like it, that will alleviate so much stress for you. So I'm super excited. Seriously, go grab the link, go grab the freebie. And we'll have a link in the show notes and everything. But where else can people find you, Tony? Where are you in the interwebs? Intentional Spark on Instagram or Facebook page. If they want to find me on at uh, the Instagram, I'm at truly T Ruly. T-R-U-L-Y, T-R-U-L-L-I. That's my personal, but I also get tagged in ad stuff from time to time. So yeah, that's where we are. We're trying to put out more content on Facebook. And so we're doing some mini tutorials and stuff on our Facebook page that'll be going out. Hopefully we can help as many people as we can. Yeah, super awesome. Well, thank you so much again, Tony, for being on the podcast. Yeah, no problem. This was great, Jordan. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the System Save Me podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes or send a screenshot on Instagram while tagging us at System Saved Me.